you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Welcome into the Rapid Reaction. After the slew game, Dayton are winners 76-71. Before we get into the episode with KT and Drew and myself, Sully, I wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you by our friends Sean Finn and Dan Helm at Clear Mortgage KC. That's right. Rates are historically low and money is cheap. So if you're looking to purchase a home or refinance, I'm telling you right now, the time is now. They're excited to open up their Ohio branch of Clear Mortgage after Sean Finn, former Flyer, had a successful run in KC where he continues to have his Clear Mortgage business. Again, Flyer Flyer owned and operated. And you can contact Sean Finn, Sean, at clearoh.com or visit the website, real easy, clearoh.com. OH.com. They can close your loan fast. Most banks are taking two months. They can do it in three weeks. They've told me that. They promised it. And they're flyers, so you believe them because they're trustworthy individuals. Clear Mortgage Ohio is bringing you the rapid reaction, which starts right now. To Hall. Somebody get a shot up at the buzzer. It's This is Talking Out Loud, the number one podcast in the Atlantic 10 and among Dayton Flyers basketball fans everywhere. The only podcast on the internet consistently reminding you to wear red and be loud. Welcome into the Rapid Reaction. I'm your host, Sully. It is the evening of January 26th, and it is the most unlikely of victories for the Dayton Flyers tonight. Absolutely delighted to have you with us for the Rapid Reaction. If you're listening to us late night on Tuesday, if it's Wednesday morning, maybe if you wait until Thursday, I don't care. It's great to have you after a Flyers win that... Might be a little bit hollow, but is enjoyable. Just the same, Flyer fans. I'm coming to you with my confidants, KT, Andrew, breaking down the action tonight, giving you a short, rapid reaction. And we are recording this just minutes after the Flyers wrapped up their 76 
to 71 victory against the St. Louis Billikens from Chaffetz Arena in front of a packed house of 300 COVID-19 restricted fans. Guys, we are going to get into it. We're going to talk about everything tonight. We're going to dissect the game. We're going to, I don't know, maybe galvanize more support in the fan base after this one. But a few thoughts before we do and before I bring on the gents to dissect the game. Um, you know, first things first, I on this radio show, um, you know, we have 2,000 listeners per week. And I'm not doing that to boast. I'm simply providing the sample size to all you listeners. And after the SMU game, I was critical of Jalen Crutcher. And I said, you know, the Flyers are going to lose games if he's not going to be aggressive. And then against Mississippi State, against Old Miss, even in games in conference, you've seen it. If you don't have Crutcher aggressive, if you don't have him scoring the most points on the roster, if you don't have him playing iso ball, clearing everybody else out, and getting buckets on his own, you saw it against VCU. This team is absolutely useless, you guys. They're absolutely useless. And you saw it on Saturday against VCU that when you don't have Crutcher leading the score, leading the charge, the Flyers are just going to struggle to manufacture buckets. Now, along those same lines, after the LaSalle game, me and you, Drew, we came on this rapid reaction, and I said this kind of loss is absolutely unacceptable for this program. And I looked at the roster, and I said this is absolutely unacceptable for this roster. For the type of players that we bring into LaSalle, it's absolutely unacceptable to lose a game like this. Then a week later, we turn around and we lose to Fordham. And I said, the season's over. The regular season's over. We lost to Fordham. This is also absolutely unacceptable that a program of our stature is losing to the likes of Fordham and with the talent that we have on the floor. Bringing this a little bit full circle, fellas, from day one, we all knew that Jalen Crutcher was supposed to be the best player in this conference, or he had the potential to be the best player in this conference. Early on in the season, you get criticism because if you're supposed to be the best player in the conference and you're not playing like the best player in the conference, that will garner criticism. Now, not staunch criticism. They're not professional athletes. They're college kids, so we have to speak about them in a way that you speak about college kids. However, now if you fast forward to Saturday, Dayton got their doors absolutely blown off by VCU, a game that was never competitive. They were never in. And people started to think and say to me, is this team any good? Are they worse than we originally thought? And I said, well, I don't know. Dayton is a pretty average offensive team when you factor in the turnovers. They are a pretty average defensive team. They don't do anything particularly well. The things that they do well are letting Jalen Crutcher cook. That's the only thing that they do well. Everything else is going to be piecemeal in, night in, and night out. So I'm going to start with Drew and his first thoughts tonight because my initial thought on this win is how frustrated I am looking back at the rest of this season thinking this is the team that Dayton could have been. This is the team that could have been, we could have been talking about an at-large. This is the team that could have beaten anyone in the A-10. This is the team that Anthony Grant was supposed to bounce back from 29-2 and and take them right back to the tournament. And instead, we're talking about a St. Louis win that means absolutely nothing, nothing in the context of the NCAA tournament. It means nothing. 
All we did today was beat one of our rivals, and our fan base is going to feel great for a couple of days. But everything that I've said on this program, I feel 100% justified saying. Jalen Crutcher took over. We won the game because he scored, what, 11 of 15 down the stretch. Okay? They had the talent to beat one of the best teams in the conference. And then I will add on another layer. Okay, I understand that St. Louis has been off for a month. Well, guess what? This season has lined up perfectly to take advantage of circumstances exactly like this one. So I cannot help but look back at these last two weeks, three weeks, last month in conference play and be incredibly frustrated by the absolute BS that I've seen on the court against LaSalle and Fordham because this is the team that they should have been all season and they waited too damn long to be this team and now we have a great win against SLU that means absolutely nothing and I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off about it because I believed in this team and they should have been better. They should have been a better team. We should be talking about an at-large bid right now and instead... We're talking about a bunch of baseless crap beating St. Louis and going to the NIT. And the only way our way into the tournament is winning three games down the stretch at the A-10 tournament. That is why I'm angry tonight, because I believed in this team. I thought they were a tournament caliber team. I thought they were a tournament caliber team when they lost Chase Johnson and they brought in Moose Samsel. I thought they had enough. And this game tells me exactly why I thought they had enough. And it just pisses me off to my core to see people hoop and holler and yes this is so great and and I get absolutely raked over the coals for this type of stuff being critical of this team when tonight told me everything that I should that everything I've said to this point was 100% correct everyone should have believed in this team this should be an NCAA tournament team and the fact of the matter is they're not and we're sitting here tonight celebrating what should be an absolutely fantastic win against SLU, a resume-building win against SLU, and instead, it's nothing. It's nothing. True, I unloaded on the audience in the first seven minutes of tonight's rapid reaction because I had a lot to say, and I kept all of that in so that it was fresh for both of your ears because I have said none of this to you guys. I want to grab your thoughts. Wait, do you want us to add anything to that? Like, why are you can we add whatever you want? I'll go here. I'll go. Um, first of all, we're going to touch on Jalen Crutcher burning St. Louis to the ground, part two, electric boogaloo. Yeah. 40 minutes him. played. He owns him. 40 minutes played, eight of 14 from the floor, five of nine from three, three assists for 27 points, 27 big points. And you know what? Like, uh, everything you said is correct. We expected this team to be a tournament team that didn't go the way we planned, but. I'm at the point now where this team is a roller coaster. You don't know what you're going to get on a given night. We can lose. Yep. To, we can lose to Fordham and LaSalle. We can we can beat Salou. Like you don't know what you're going to get. And at this point, well, let, let's say this, Drew. Let's say this. Moving forward, the season, the tagline of the Dayton team is that they will lose to anyone in the A10, or they could beat anyone in the A10. Point yeah. blank. Yeah, that's what we are. And you know what? Like, and again, if if you want to get worked up worked up over the fact about with Fordham and LaSalle, that's all the power to you. I am. You Sully. I'm, I'm I, yeah. And like I said, everyone can look at this a different way. We can all have different opinions. And you know what? Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, will this, you know, make a difference towards the NCAA tournament? No. But at the same time, I couldn't give less of a shit about anybody else in our conference. I don't want to see anybody in our conference do well. 
So That's us true. beating a, a rival like Salou on a night when, yeah, they're going to have the built-in excuse that they didn't play for a month. But you know what? Another, another reason why Dayton won this basketball game tonight, and it's something I've been harping on all season, uh, Dayton only turned the ball over 11 times. 11 times. That might be a season low. You'd have to probably go back and look at the numbers to confirm that. But I'm pretty confident in saying that's a, that is a season low. 11 turnovers, and Dayton won the rebounding battle. They won the rebounding battle. I don't know how that happened. That came out of nowhere. That's if you want to point to three three reasons why Dayton won the game, Jalen Crutcher didn't turn the ball over, won the rebounding battle. That's it. That's it. And, you know, Slew was cold from three. They only went three of 13, but they shot 51% from the field. It's not like their offense was completely desolate tonight like Dayton no. on Saturday. Well, Drew, so, let me let me let me ask you this because we talked about this ad nauseum on Saturday during the pregame show for VCU. We talked about it last week, the week before. What is the number one? Okay, so the number one thing is turnover. Sorry, but after that, offensively, what have we all agreed that the the sauces, the formula, is that Crutcher and Watson have to combine for like thirty to thirty five, and then what? They got to take twenty five shots. Guess how many shots? Crutcher and Watson took tonight. Uh, it was 25. 25. And they accounted for 44 points. I mean, I don't know how to make it clear for people. I mean, this is the sauce. And, and you saw how bad Dayton can be when Jalen Crutcher gets shut down like he did against VCU. Um, KT, I know you have initial thoughts. What are they, man? My initial thought is kind of bullshit. Sorry, can we swear in here? I forget. Yeah, yeah, we can. This is not going on the radio tomorrow. Yeah, you kidding me? They got to put like a rant like that on the radio? I mean, you know, this is this is for the diehards here. All right, well, my initial thought is that you let Drew cheat right there because he had the numbers right in front of him. So it was yeah, an unfair yeah, exactly. question. I call that preparation. Yeah, Number that's two, uh, preparation. <laughs> the reason why I asked the original question, if you wanted Drew not to say anything, is because that was the most fired up in all the years I've known you in person and via podcasting. Than I've I've ever seen you, so that's why I asked if you just wanted us to log off. You just published that by itself, so I'm I'm going to come at this the complete opposite way, Sully. I can appreciate and totally understand your frustration, your anger. That's why I have you guys on because no one wants to hear like only my perspective, and and right. that's that's what that's the balance of the show. And I get your intentions are all coming, and your energy is all coming from the diehard fan. They're all good intentions. It's not like you're anti this team or this program, obviously. A lot of people don't understand that. But like I said in my blog when I recapped uh, the last game, this team lives and dies if Jalen wants to play basketball that night. Yeah. I've never seen a kid be able to turn it on and off as quickly and as consistently or inconsistently, whatever you want to say, as Jalen does. For whatever reason, he always plays his ass off in that arena fortunately for us. So that helped tonight. I was uh, another initial thoughts. Slew shot 52%, but still lost the game. They only hit three from deep. Um, And so what I meant was I'm coming at this from the opposite way. For the record, I fully admit that I took slew minus nine and a half in the under. I didn't think we'd even score 50 points tonight. (laughs) That was a smart bet. (laughs) So there were multiple times during this game where I was laughing out loud, hard, by myself here in my apartment watching this game because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But at the same time, like I said over the weekend, I wouldn't have been surprised if we won by 40 or lost by 40. It is what it is. So what I mean by, again, for the third time, my my other perspective, or the, I'm going at this differently, is that 
what you don't know because you've had success in your life being a Steelers and a Penguins fan is a Browns <laughs> fan. And Drew can back me up on this until this year, the last couple of years, the Browns, we knew we'd only win like maybe a few games a year. So towards the end of the year to make the games even bearable to watch, you hope that we would play the Steelers or the Ravens and hope they were on the bubble or teetering on being a playoff team or not. And if they lost to us, it automatically ruined it for them. So that's, so you just watch with like not a care in the world, but still have that kind of rooting interest there. That's what I'm doing the rest of this season. I'm just going to let it ride. I know we're not going to the tournament unless we win the A-10 tournament, but let's get real. Uh, so if we can knock off and I, again, you guys just said about a second ago, but I don't care about people in conference. I'm not going to cheer for a team just because of the eight ten. I, I don't buy into that at all for any sport. So if we can knock off the what twenty second ranked Billikins and ruin their chance to go to the tournament, and we sit there, you know, come selection Sunday, and we realize it really was them losing to us. Why they're not in the tournament? <clears> I'll <throat> take that as a small win, but a great win for the season. So I'm just going to kick back and enjoy the ride. That's really what I can boil it down to. Yeah, you know, it's funny, um, you know, if you've stuck around at this point of the rapid reaction, you got through my seven minute rant, you know, monologue, it's not really a monologue, it was like full on rant, you care what my perspective is beyond that. And I can't often put it all on Twitter. Um, because you know, you only get 200 or whatever the hell characters. And let me say this, in a season like this, you know, I think the three of us and all the friends in my group chat and everybody that knows me, we're all different kind of fans, right? Um, I try to be as realistic as possible because that's what's gotten this show to where it is. You know, if you tell it like it is, if, if you say kind of what you believe the truth to be, uh, more oftentimes that's going to be accurate or, or people are going to... Um, they're going to be receptive of that, right? And I think this show has gotten to a certain point because we try to be as realistic as we can. And I try not to put on those like Dayton colored rose colored glasses. Now, with that in mind, I realize I have a lot of friends that are, they're diehard fans. They wear the rose colored glasses. They have blind hope. They're cheerleader type of fans. No matter what the day is on game day morning, they're going to go into it and they're going to say the Flyers have a chance to win. Even if we're playing the best team in the country for playing Gonzaga on Saturday, there is going to be a section of this fan base that says to themselves, you know what? I think the Flyers are going to win this one today. And far be it for me to say how you should be a fan, because that's not my place. I'm not saying that you should not be that kind of fan. I'm saying simply that I am not that kind of fan, and I try to be as realistic as I can. There were no indicators that UD was going to see success tonight. There were none, and I said as much. I said realistically that with the type of team SLU is, with the way that they've played us over the last couple of years, there was nothing to indicate that UD was going to have success tonight, but the layoff accounted for way more than we thought it would. Drew, the, it wasn't so much that SLU didn't have the legs underneath of them. It wasn't that they were tired. I didn't really get the feeling that they were tired. I thought that they, they kind of ran their game plan, but... I did see that their shooting was was very affected by the layoff. They missed a lot of bunnies, a lot of baskets just around the rim when they you know they got you know into the paint, and they missed a lot of wide open looks. Whereas Dayton, they took a lot of bad shots and made them. And I think I'm willing to chalk that up to one team playing for the last month and the other not. Right? Can I interject real quick though? Sorry. Oh yeah, please. Oh yeah, please. Go ahead. Talking about everyone being different fans. Well. 
Sully, first of all, we are all different fans, but we're all the same children of God. <laughs> Thank you. All right. But to go back on what you're talking about, and you know, you have to go th- and think of Twitter right away, of course. There's so many of you out there, like 99% of the people that, that come at you too, Sully. You guys can't be tweeting the same things that everyone else and we are tweeting. Like, I don't want to watch this game tonight. I'm dreading having to watch this game tonight. We're going to get smoked. Like, everyone was on Twitter all day. And then when we lose, you come back at someone else for something they said a few games ago. It doesn't work like that. You can't have both sides of the game here. Yeah. You can't and, 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 and how... Here. And how entertaining would it be if I was just like, well, the Flyers are going to win out. Here's why they're going to win out. People would no, be like, you're an insufferable lot. homer, you know? And, and I'm just not talking about the people that you get in, in your daily spats with. No, 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 but I'm not, see, not talking about people, that. No, I know, I know. But you see people that just tweet out, not at anyone, they just tweet out their, their thoughts like we all do. And again, 99.999% of the people that then put the tweets after the games like, yeah, you know, real fans never knew or – knew we'd never lose this game and all of that. When a few hours ago you were just tweeting, I despise this team. Take a hike. Like you can't yeah. be serious on this stuff anymore. Sorry. And also Drew. it doesn't, and it, and it doesn't make you less of a real fan because you didn't think Dayton was going to beat the 22 ranked team in the country. It doesn't make you less of a fan. It just makes you more of a realist. Right. I just want people just to look at the tweet they sent five minutes ago. Before <laughs> the next one they tweet. I mean, some people are just so stupid. It's incredible, but. Yeah. All right, Joe. We won't give, we won't give them credence. It's all good. So, anyway, before the point I was going to get on to before KT kind of butted in there is, all right, let me tell you why Dayton is going to win out. All right. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> but I, I will point to one thing about tonight's game that was in the back of my head. I didn't, I didn't think it would lead to a win, but it was something that I thought we would be in the game, is that this season, coming off bad losses, Dayton and Crutcher and Ibby especially have played well the following game. Yeah. So, and that was, and that was one. So the layoff and that, those were kind of the two things that I could point to. Like we could be in the game and then, you know, when you're in the game, anything can happen. And, you know, I didn't think we play that well, but we did. And, and again, like we kind of shored up what's bitten us in the ass all season. It was turnovers and offensive rebounding. Well, yeah. And, and let's be honest about one thing here. Um, we have a sample set that's large enough now that UD is going to live and die by the three. It is what it is. Sure. Um, I would rather you live and die by that, though. Just well, yeah, I said this. I would rather UD shoot 53s a game. If we're going to go down and have a crap season, let's at least make it entertaining here. Okay. Yep. And, um, you know, it's entertaining to see them shoot the lights out. UD came out and they shot four for four from three to start the game. But, I mean, let's be honest about why we won this game. Crutcher and Watson were 9 for 15 from three-point land. I mean, Dayton's not going to lose a whole lot of games when they're 9 for 15 from beyond the arc. That's just the reality. And, you know... Isn't it the arch in St. Louis? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be something apropos about that, you know? Um, You know, boys, I'll I'll take a quick break in in the ranting and raving and get to trivia time. And uh, it's a great time to remind you that trivia time is brought to you by our friends at Sureholtz Printing, a locally owned and operated business in Kettering, Ohio. Sureholtz Printing is there for all your printing needs, and they make it simple. Design and pre-press offset and digital printing, binder and fulfillment, even promotional products. If you need apparel for businesses, schools, or events, Look to Sure Holtz Printing. They will make you look good 
Reach them at sureholtzprinting.com. That's S-C-H-U-E-R-H-O-L-Z printing.com. And they're bringing you trivia. Hit the music. All right, boys. Um, trivia time tonight has to do with the UD SLU series. I think everybody on this podcast actually knows that the series started in 1952 because it's a number that we reference constantly um, for our own uh, fodder. However, tonight was the 65th meeting between the teams. They are 36 and 28 all time in the series in favor of UD. So tonight's win made it 37 and 28 favoring UD in the all time series. My question to you, gentlemen, is that they have played now 32 times since SLU has joined the A-10. So tonight's game included, they played 32 times. My question for trivia tonight is how many wins does Dayton have in those 32 since SLU joined the A-10? And that would have been the 05-06 season. Drew, you go first. All right, so 32 total games. I'm going to say Dayton has 18 wins. KT? I'll just say 23. Uh, you guys actually split it. It's 21. Dayton is now 21 and 11 in 32 games against the St. Louis Billikens in A10 play. Um, so that's our trivia segment for the night, brought to you by Sherfolds Printing. Uh, another random stat brought to us by our friend uh, Stephen Wright on Twitter was that this is the program's highest rated Ken Palm win since the 2016 <laughs> win against Iowa in um, whatever the hell tournament. I was at that Yeah, what tournament was that in? I was at that game. It was the Orlando tournament. Uh, the old, I think it was the Old Spice. Was it? Was that the Wait, one we got waxed? Oh, that is. That was, that was the tournament we got waxed by Xavier like a couple days yeah. later. Wait, I didn't that? watch that game. I was on the plane for that game, thank God. That was but, the first yeah. game of a Thanksgiving tournament, right? Yeah, Correct. yeah, it was yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we played Iowa in the first game. It was the last game, and boy, was I sauced for it. I <laughs> there was like a bar, like this right is a family podcast. <laughs> no, fire feedback's the family show. We're not the family <laughs> show. I don't know. I don't know how clear um, I have to make that. And then who? Uh, it was Monmouth, I think. They had the the bench mob or whatever. They up, they upset somebody the game prior. And that's who Dayton ended up playing, and then that's what led to the Xavier game. Yeah, Monmouth actually beat Notre Dame, and then that's it. Uh, it was Notre Dame. That's who it was. Ended up playing and Dayton. So yeah, fun fact: I was at that game. Yeah, so there you go. That's your trivia for the night. Um, so no, you know, to to back up, boys. Um, you know, I think the reason, and you you guys know that I can I can kind of talk myself through these dilemmas, um, or you know, things that are going on in my head to kind of talk myself down off the ledge for for certain things, but. You know, I just, I know everybody wanted to be so pumped tonight and yay, rah, rah, but let's be honest. This is like, yay, this is our resume building win to get to the NIT. Yay, go NIT. I mean, that's that's where this team is headed if they don't win three games in a row in the A-10 tournament, wherever that happens to be. And, you know, to add further irony to the situation, we win this game on the exact same day that Fordham fires their head coach, Jeff Neubauer, on the grounds of futility. And, and I mean, that is the most embarrassing thing to me is that Fordham's only won one game this entire year. They're one of the 100 worst teams in the country, fire their coach and their wins against Dayton. And, and you know, that that's where my frustration is coming from is that 
early in the season, I criticized Crutcher. He turns it around. We start winning games. Then we get mad at losses LaSalle and Ford, and we get really fired up over them because we think this team should be better. And, you know, myself, everybody on this site has, has been basically criticized. Why are you so critical of the team? It's like, well, this is who this team should have been the whole time. And and I know that it took a Herculean effort for Crutcher down the stretch to to win this game, but guys, this is who the team is. This is who they always were. It, why did it take us twelve games or to figure this out? I mean, that is why I can't help but be a little bit frustrated tonight. I know people came on the cast to to be excited and be fired up, but you know, I'd be a hell of a lot fired up if this win actually meant something towards our resume. And unfortunately, it's just another notch in, in the cap of the Arch Baron Cup and nothing else. You know what would really fire you up, I think, is if you started singing the ad reads instead of just saying them. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's good radio. I, does anybody want to hear my singing voice? I mean, my radio I, voice is like top notch, let's be needs honest. To be offered, but. Needs to be offered to the sponsor. <laughs> Drew, I mean, like, have I said anything that's like completely untrue? I mean, those are legitimate frustrations, right? Yeah, they are. And I know you're fired up about the win today. That's why I asked you specifically. Well, and, and you know, uh, but again, I'm fired up about winning the game, but I'm fired up about winning the game in the sense of just, you know, fuck St. Louis and beating them just gives me some joy and just kind of a dumb, like who, who saw this coming kind of thing. But sure. yeah, it, it, this isn't going to lead to us winning out or, you know, <laughs> making the NCAA tournament on the merit of our resume. It's not going to happen. And I don't think there's that many people in the fan base out there who truly believe that. There might be some, but. No, well, there are some. There are some, but it's, that's just not the case. And take it from me. I'm the most, like, probably the biggest raw raw guy of the crew, and that's fine. That's a cap I wear proudly, but. Indeed. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying I said this earlier. I'm just gonna enjoy this season for what it is. And that is it's a true roller coaster. Don't know what you're gonna get on a given night. And you know what? It might take forty minutes from both Ibby Watson and Jalen Crutcher and Herculean efforts from both of them to win a game. But you know what? I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna enjoy the show. And you know, it, it's all I can control at this point. Why get why keep getting worked up over a loss to Fordham or LaSalle from a couple of weeks ago where it's not going to change anything. You want to see the growth from the young guy and you want to see Jalen and Ibby start, you know, putting on towards the end of their flyer careers as they move on to greener pastures. So that's kind of my like closing remark on the game, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy this one for another, probably another 24 hours and then I'll start worrying about Saturday. Well, you're going to start worrying about Saturday because we have the talking out loud live pregame show to do Ooh, again. Live from Timothy's Bar and Grill. So Surely it cannot go worse than the first time. No, <laughs> I mean in the you know in the context though we had a great day. We we shared oh, we some did. beers with students and, and had a hell of a day. Oh yeah, it was it was a, a fantastic Good day work, outside fellas. of the athletics play. Yeah, Good work, fellas. KT, let me ask you this. Um, you said you bet against the Flyers tonight, which is always a death knell. You know they'll do you raw if you yeah, bet against the home boys. That? You're betting against the Flyers. I, I, I think it was my first time I've on. ever done it. and I, I did it I, once I like four years ago. I gamble maybe four or five times a year. I'm not a big I'm like, I'm in the draft <laughs> You were I'm like, this is the lock. But I, I got it. it. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. This is free money. Like, this is the lock. I got it, guys. I got the free money tonight. <laughs> Can I respond to something Drew just said real quick, though? Yeah. No. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Drew says that he 
wears the the rah-rah hat. So I'm going to go to the complete other end of the spectrum where I, the resident pessimist of the blog and podcast, uh, I'd like to repeat something I wrote in my blog from over the weekend. If anyone listening is still trying to compute or calculate at large scenarios for Dayton basketball, please please DM or email me. We can help to get, we can work together and find you a therapist, find you some help. I'm serious. So yeah, but Drew, I'm just saying like, I I'm with you on that a thousand percent. And anyone who's still talking about it or even thinking about it, help us help you. We'll get you some help. Let, let's put the added layer on the victory tonight. And one thing that I said was particularly hilarious about this win tonight is that this win is a really bad win for the conference as a whole. Now, I know we said on the on the program, you know, F the rest of the conference. We don't really care about them. Um, but, you know, it's something that we have to discuss just because we have a lot of people that listen to this program that care about the whole landscape. And honestly, tonight could not have gone worse for the A-10. They were holding St. Louis up as like the flagship program this year. They were frankly like the Dayton of last year, right? Because Richmond had taken a step back. Um, You've already seen losses from what, like Davidson, Rhode Island, St. Bonaventure starting to play their way into the mix. But since St. Louis had this month off, there was kind of this aura around them where you're like, well, everyone's playing games, but St. Louis is still the best team. And no one was really willing to knock them off that perch because they hadn't played a game. And it was fair. It was extremely fair. You can't knock them off the perch if they haven't lost, right? You can't lose if you don't play like the old meme with the guy pointing to his head. But tonight really blew all that up. And I think St. Louis is going to get a little bit of a pass because they took a month off. But again, now the onus has fallen straight on St. Louis to like have bounce back games, to have like resume building wins where they prove to people, hey, we have the wheels greased again. But the fact of the matter is, if the A-10 was staring at four bids this morning, they're staring at three bids today for the simple fact that the conference keeps cannibalizing itself. Teams that are in the middle of the muck, like Dayton, they keep beating the teams that the A-10 is propping up to be their best. And and I know we talk about the health and strength of the conference a lot, but tonight really didn't do the A-10 conference any favors, but it did the Dayton Flyers some favors, and I, I guess we can hang our hat on that, right, KT? You said the word landscape. If you want my honest opinion about the landscape, it's – if we ain't good, I want everyone else to be bad too. Yeah, that's how I am about football. You know, like the Big Ten. It's like, well, if, if Penn State can't be good, my team. It's like, uh, hell mean, with everybody else. So I get if, that. If we, first of all, why does everyone keep saying four-bid league or three-bid league? Nah, it's, well, I think three is still realistic, kind of. Uh, one more thing is, I forgot to throw this in earlier on our last topic, but and this, I, I would say this if we got blown out by 50 points tonight. I'm just saying this has nothing to do with tonight. Because of how this year is already going and just Dayton's history and luck in general, what's probably going to happen is the A-10 tournament will be moved to Dayton and we will win the tournament if it's in Dayton. (laughs) And then we'll hear about it for years that it was rigged and how this doesn't even count because it was a COVID season. He would hate us forever. If you guys... If people listening, if you guys don't think that that's a real possibility and actually probably going to happen, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I hope that they do move it to date for that exact reason. Oh, you can't <laughs> tell me you wouldn't love it. 
<laughs> oh my god, no! Because I, I, you know, I get the press. I would pass relish. I would relish in it, but I'm just saying we will be then forever said that we rigged it, and it was the COVID year. Nothing counted, and COVID once again continues to ruin our lives with basketball. But it, it's probably going to happen. So, Drew, let me let me ask you this: as we're heading towards the end of the rapid reaction tonight, um, because like you said. When we were in the group chat trying to get this episode together tonight, I just I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to articulate kind of what I felt because I I didn't want to be intentionally confusing to people. Like I'm always going to root for the Flyers to win, but I found myself just being inherently frustrated because I put so much time like believing into the team and and then you know being angry when they lost and expecting more and thinking this season was headed towards the NCAA tournament and. You know, I don't I don't need to be right. I really don't need to be right. But, you know, I'm a human being like anybody else. Like, I'm going to get upset if, like, I'm just going to continuously get dunked on by people that think they're dunking on me. And at first, like weeks ago, it was like, why are you being so critical of the program? Why are you being such an asshole? Oh, well, Dayton's fine. Like, they'll bounce back. And I'm like, well, we just lost to effing Fordham, okay? And and those things, like, I really meant, like, this program should never be losing to the likes of those programs. So tonight, like, my genuine feeling, and, and I hope I articulate it well enough to people, was that, like, yeah, like I'm I'm pumped that we beat St. Louis, but I can't help but be frustrated that Dayton squandered their opportunities in such a way that such a great win is ultimately going to go down and, and kind of mean nothing in the grand scheme of the season. And that's that's how I genuinely felt. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts just like closing it up tonight. I guess this could be your final thought if you want. You can make it long. But like, how did you genuinely feel or did you even harbor that in the back of your mind that like, man, what would this win would have meant if we didn't lose the LaSalle and Fordham? Yeah, it was. I maniacally laughed when the final buzzer sounded. Because I, I didn't believe it was going to happen until it hit zeros, to be honest yeah, with you. Right. And I, I maniacally laughed when that buzzer, for, for many different things. The beating St. Louis for once, that was like the good laugh. The wow, what could have been laugh all tied into one. It was like the Joker laugh almost. But I am just going to make this my extended final thought. Go, and again, I, I said it earlier, but just like, we just got to enjoy it for what it is now. I feel like this was the tipping point of our frustrations. Like this is what the frustrations have been building to was a win against St. Louis, because why the hell, what else would it be? You know? Yeah. And so that's what, it, that's all I'm going to say about it is just enjoy it for what it is. Jalen Crutcher is now the mayor of St. Louis. It's official. It's done. The paperwork is already being signed and ratified by state and local officials over there in Missouri. And other than that, you made a lot of very good valid points. Uh, about the frustrations, I'm, I, I share many of the same sentiments. But for tonight, again, it's it's a uh, to pop a cold one, sit back and enjoy it for for a little bit. Yeah, actually, I was uh, funny enough on some red wine tonight. That was uh, courtesy of the homegirl here in the house. Um, if she has to watch Dayton basketball with me, she's going to pop open some red wine to do so. So I thank That's her. Um, before I get to my final thoughts, wrap up and tell the people what they need to know about Saturday, KT. I mean, what's on your mind, brother? I think tonight, like you guys mentioned earlier, it was definitely the biggest surprise win, in my opinion, since like Ohio State or Syracuse, that Elite Eight run, 2014. Yeah, based since Elite Eight. Yeah. It was just the most like, what? Like, this was not supposed to happen. Regarding the losses to LaSalle and Fordham, everyone here, for the most part, most level headed fans, knew the season was over after Fordham and LaSalle, especially after the last VCU game. 
the so at we, large bit at least yeah yeah oh, yeah absolutely we knew that was lost at least a couple weeks ago at this point now so don't forget that like we knew this was already over tonight. Just don't let it convince you or make you think otherwise that we're back. <laughs> we're now we're back towards an at large. We're back, so baby. Let's just be very clear because you know there's gonna be a lot of people doing that on Twitter today and tomorrow. Yeah, but in, in all reality, like you just said, we're not getting that large bid. We're not going to the tournament. Let's just keep it real here. The losses against LaSalle at Fordham were some of the more embarrassing, horrific experiences of my date in life, not just date in basketball. But uh, so, yeah, kick back, open a beer, and just enjoy the season and just laugh. That's all yeah. you can do. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's that's the end result here is that um, none of us ever doing this show, you know, Twitter, radio, otherwise are going to like stop commenting on the flyers and stop, you know, giving a shit about the flyers. I mean, we, we always will, you know, one way or another. And, um, you know, it's it, it just I, I just had mixed emotions tonight and, and I hope they came across clear to people that, um, you know, if, if you were kind of wondering, like, why the hell like I was like frustrated or, or whatever. It's just, I think that, um, you know, I haven't been let down in my preseason expectations by a team in quite some time. And, um, and, you know, maybe that's a little bit my fault as well is just like kind of holding this team up like a little bit higher than the standard maybe should have been. Um, but Hey, I mean, Jalen Crutcher is going to be the first guy to take to social media and say how great he is and all this. And, you know, we already knew all this. Like we knew how great he was. We knew he was one of the best players in the A-10. He's going to finish the year first team all A-10. There's no doubt about it. He's going to go down as one of the best point guards in Dayton history. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind about that. And the reason is because of the game you saw tonight. Uh, he has the ability to just kind of put teams on his shoulders, score points when they need to be scored, inside, outside, floaters, driving to the rim, three-pointers. The guy can do a little bit of everything, and you know, watching his development has just been such a joy for everybody that uh, is close to this program and, and, that, and that follows the Flyers in general. So you know, we're running long, and uh, I, that, that's how I'm going to wrap things up tonight is just, you know, I've, I've kind of had – a little bit of a negative tone tonight, but you know, the positives here aside from Crutcher being the best player on the floor again and doing it to St. Louis again, is it, you know, Abby Watson did what we need him to do scored 18 points four for six from downtown. Those two things have to happen if Dayton's going to win games. And if both of those things happen, not one or the other, but if both don't happen, you know, Dayton can lose to anybody. And we saw it Fordham can happen. Um, going down the rest of the roster, Elijah Weaver, decent game tonight, you know, putting up 12 points. He got to the line a lot. couldn't really shoot it from deep. Um, but I want to applaud the Flyers effort, both on the rebounding end um, and then, you know, limiting the turnovers to the number of 11. They won the rebounding battle, which I am stunned. I went in tonight thinking they were going to lose that rebounding battle by about 15. And sure enough, they come out on top, um, you know, again, one of the most unlikely wins I can remember over the last five years, but um, it couldn't have come at a better time for a fan base that needs a little bit of a morale boost. So that's where we're going to leave it tonight. I appreciate everybody you know, tuning in for the rapid reaction and sticking with us for the rest of the season. We're going to be here. We won't leave you, baby birds. We'll keep feeding you, keep feeding you the good stuff right here at the Talking Out Loud podcast. We'll keep coming to you on ESPN Radio once a week on Thursdays. And then we'll be back. I believe our airtime is at 2 o'clock Eastern. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, ESPN Radio and iHeart and StreamYard and Facebook and YouTube. You can find us all over the place, but uh, pregame show for UD, Rhode Island. It's a 4 o'clock tip. We'll be on the air. ESPN Radio coming to you. That's a Talking Out Loud pregame show. On behalf of Drew, KT, I'm Sully. There's two rules. You wear red and be loud. The song's called Roller Coaster. It's from Blink-182. That's what I'm taking out with tonight. Later. Breathing deeply, walking backwards, finding strength to call and ask her. Roller coaster, favorite ride. Let me kiss you one last time. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done